cum autem exit Stephanus, plenus Spiritus Santo, but Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Saint Luke, who gives us in the Blessed Virgin Mary, a radiant icon of the Church gives us today in St. Stephen another icon of the Church of the Ecclesia Orans the Church at prayer or the Church in prayer Mary is the gratia plena, the full of grace. Stephen, today, is presented as one being full of the Holy Ghost. I say that St. Stephen is the image of the Ecclesia Orans because in describing his martyrdom, St. Luke artfully brings together so many elements of the prayer of Christ in the Church and of the prayer of the Church in Christ. Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, the Apostle says, that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. All prayer is a confession of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The Church confesses the sovereign Lordship of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost. And this confession of the Church is echoed, it resonates in the confession of all the martyrs, beginning with St. Stephen, the proto-martyr. Looking up steadfastly to heaven, intendens in shame. In the 17th chapter of St. John, and in other places as well, when we contemplate our Lord in his filial and priestly prayer, we see him raising his eyes heavenward. And the Church wisely disposes that the priest standing at the altar for the Holy Sacrifice should himself enter into this sacramental action of Christ. Stephen lifts his eyes to heaven. The lifting up of Stephen's eyes represents the lifting up of his heart and mind. We have here in a very 
condensed, seminal way, already that great cry of the Church in East and West, at the very moment of the great prayer, the Holy Oblation, sursum corda, hearts on high. Stephen, looking up steadfastly to heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. If the beginning of the angelic hymn of the Mass, the Gloria in Excelsis Deo, is given us in the account of our Lord's Nativity as a hymn coming down from heaven. Gloria in excelsis Deo et in terra pax hominibus bone voluntatis. Today, St. Luke, in his description of the final prayer of St. Stephen, gives us, in essence, the end of the Gloria of the Mass. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Thou who sittest at the right hand of the Father, qui sedes ad dexteram patris, miserere nobis, for Thou only art holy, onium tu solus sanctus, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Jesus Christ, art most high. We have then the beginning of the Gloria in the Nativity of the Lord, and on this second day of Christmas, we have the magnificent Christological symphony, I want to say, by which the Church concludes that same prayer. And so, St. Stephen relates what he sees. Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. In saying this, St. Stephen represents the Church and speaks on behalf of the Church, the praying Church. For the Church, in the glory of the Mass, bears witness to the same glorious mystery. The heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And then, whilst being stoned, the image is that of the crucified Jesus reproduced by the Holy Ghost in Stephen. Whereas St. Luke gives us the prayer of Jesus 
from the altar of the cross. Father, forgive them. He gives us here the prayer of Stephen in his hour. And what does Stephen say? Domine Jesu. Ah, the sweetness of these two words in the mouth of Stephen and in the mouth of the church. Domine Jesu, Lord Jesus. Many years ago, a saintly abbot was visiting a monastery, a man of a very great age, and he was quite deaf. And he would remain in his choir stall after matins in the dark church and make his personal prayer, his prayer from the heart. And being quite deaf, he would pray aloud, not realizing that everyone in the church could hear him. And the brethren would remain in the church and lurk behind the columns and behind the stalls just to listen to the old man's prayer. And with great simplicity, without any self-consciousness, he would repeat, he would almost groan two words, Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu, and then silence and another great sigh. Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu. And this the old man would repeat with his eyes fixed on the tabernacle. Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu, Domine Jesu. And so prays Saint Stephen with his eyes fixed on the heavenly tabernacle and he says not only Lord Jesus but sushipe spiritum meum receive my spirit we do well to note two things about this prayer of Saint Stephen the first is that Saint Luke wants us to hear in Stephen's prayer, the echo of the prayer of Jesus from the cross, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, taken, of course, from Psalm 30. But when I present St. Stephen as the icon of the church of prayer, it is also in this that he takes up that same psalm in some way and repeats it, but he repeats it as the Church repeats the Word of God with the freedom that comes to her from the Holy Ghost. And just as Jesus changed the words of the psalm, saying, not Lord, into thy hands I commend my spirit, but Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, so too does Stephen, in the freedom of the Holy Ghost, change both the words of the psalm and the words of Jesus to address the prayer to our Lord himself, 
Domine Jesu, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And for us monks, the Latin text of St. Stephen's prayer is full of meaning because he says, Sushipe, Sushipe, which, as you know, I like to translate, take thou me unto thyself. Here, Stephen says, Domine Jesu, Sushipe Spiritum Meum, which we might translate, Lord Jesus, take thou my spirit unto thyself, take thou my final breath unto thyself. And falling on his knees, he cried with a loud voice, saying, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. This falling to the knees is extraordinary. St. Luke would have us see, again in St. Stephen, an image of Jesus in his agony in Gethsemane. So you see, it's not only the mystery of the cross, it's the whole mystery of the passion reproduced in St. Stephen. He falls to his knees so as to die in a gesture of adoration. And he cries out with a loud voice, even as Jesus cried out with a loud voice. In the letter to the Hebrews, we're told that Jesus, the description is, I believe, of the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane, cried out with a loud voice, and again from the cross, cried out with a loud voice. And so Stephen cries out with a loud voice, saying, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And in this prayer, Stephen's likeness to the crucified Jesus is perfected by the Holy Ghost. May it be given us today to enter into the prayer of Stephen and through the prayer of Stephen into the prayer of the Church and through the prayer of the Church into the prayer of Christ, beloved Son, eternal High Priest, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.